In the 2018th year of our Lord, when Francis was Pope in Rome and Paul Archbishop in Oklahoma City, in the Catholic Churches of Enid, when Mark Mason was pastor, in the 125th year since the first Mass was said, on the second Sunday of Advent, the word of the Lord came to the people of Enid, Take off your robe of mourning and misery, put on the splendor of the glory of God forever. Wrapped in the cloak of justice from God, bear on your head the mitre that displays the glory of the eternal name. These are not words only for people of some past time and place. Scripture is not a dead letter to be studied only by historians, but is as meaningful today as it ever was. Who among us has not had at least some cause for mourning and misery? Who among us has not felt at some or another time to be in painful exile from home, whether that be a physical place, the company of loved ones, or even the presence of God? Who among us does not wish to cast off the robe of mourning and misery that we are bound in? Raise your hand if you like feeling trapped by sins and failings. Stand up if you enjoy being burdened by your mistakes and vices. No, of course not. No one is happy about such things, and neither is God. God is terribly unhappy about the situation, and I promise you that he has no patience for such nonsense, and he is going to do something about it. Therefore, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. You see, God is displeased when we live sinful lives. He is very disappointed when we lie or gossip, when we cheat or intentionally ignore the church's teachings. God is not blind to our sins. Do not think that he does not take notice. Nothing about that, though, is incredible. It is, after all, the least we should expect. But what is incredible is this. His solution to our failing to live up to expectations is not to destroy us, but to have mercy. It is clear from Scripture that in the end there will be judgment. It is also clear that now we are in a time of great mercy. For mercy is the way that God most often chooses to work. When Adam and Eve sinned, God did not destroy them, but made them close and allowed them to become the parents of all humanity. When Moses sinned in killing the Egyptian, God did not destroy him, but made him a great prophet and shepherd of his people. When King David sinned against Uriah, God did not destroy him, but declared that his house would last forever and give rise to the Messiah. When all the kings and people were sinning and therefore taken into exile by the Babylonians, God did not destroy them, but brought them home only 70 years later to joyfully rebuild the temple. When, 2,000 years ago, the people of God were occupied by the Romans and sinning, God did not destroy them, but sent John to proclaim a baptism of repentance, to prepare the way for an even greater gift, the Messiah himself who would soon be in their midst. In all these times of failings, the natural consequences of sin are not removed. Adam and Eve had to leave the garden. Moses had to go into hiding. David had his son die and a plague came upon the people. Because they turned from God, the people were exiled to Babylon. 
and later the Romans occupied Jerusalem. But also in all of these cases, the mercy of God is given above and beyond the punishment, more positive than the punishment was negative. And so it is with us. When we fall and sin, there likely will still be natural consequences. But do not doubt that God wants to show you his mercy in a bigger way than your suffering. He wants to bring you back to himself on royal thrones. He wants to level lofty mountains and fill in age-old depths and gorges so that our whole community can have an easy time walking back to, walking back to God. Community. It is not just about us personally. God loves each one of us intimately and offers mercy greater than our sufferings to each of us individually. But his mercy is not just for individuals. It is for the whole world. At our baptism, God began a good work in us. He made us able to receive his great mercy. But in a bigger way, he began a great work in us, that is, the whole world. When he interceded with mercy for the salvation of his people, in many ways, but most especially by sending his Son to dwell among us. God began a good work in the whole world, and will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. The mercy that God desires to show to us individually is the same plan he has for everyone and the whole world. When we turn to him in Advent and baptize ourselves with repentance in preparation for the Christ child, we participate in God's desire that all flesh, all the peoples of the world shall see the salvation that is coming, a salvation greater than all their suffering and sins.